Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. I'm Lava, they them, and I'm Cassidy. Oh, sorry, hold on. Now, see, now it's messed me up. <laughs> see, I, I suggested you. this and it messed me up. I, it's like that cadence of having the your Hanna Barbera talking animal, Cassidy. So here's the funniest part about that. Um, uh-huh. Hold on, let me introduce myself. I am your Hanna Barbera talking animal, Cassidy, and my pronouns are she they. Uh, so, on the most recent episode of RNGG, mm-hmm. um, maybe not the most recent one by the time this comes out, uh, I almost do the kids and their dog intro. <laughs> <laughs> and then we talk about how, um, like, it's going to be terrible when I do that to someone in real life. I just look them dead <laughs> in my their face and I called myself their Hanna-Barbera talking animal. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's hysterical. And then the one time I'm supposed to do it, I didn't do it. <laughs> well, it's because I only ever say I'm lava. So yeah, it, just it just felt <laughs> wrong. I hesitated. I was like, oh. No, it's fine. <laughs> you did good. You did as, as good as can be honestly expected after two years of not doing it. Yeah. Did it once in that alternate timeline. Gravity Falls. Uh, okay. Um, see, now, see, now my face hurts and I have to go do the serious thing. Yep. Okay. Okay, so let's bring the energy down for a second. Um, because we need to talk about basically everything that's happened in the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And at that point, there's nothing we need to say. Uh, but the we reached sort of a spark point where it comes to the, you know, issues of police brutality and systematic racism. Um, and even more recently issues with, um, as far as like the general legality of gender identity and sexuality. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm going to tackle those in two different, segments we'll start with the um i would argue the the larger one as far as the impact that's and the full push that has been going on um with the black Lives matters movement um i feel like it i can speak for both of us saying that we full-heartedly support it Mm -hmm. um that if you like protests are still going on and i imagine by the time this goes out they should still be going on um and even if they aren't going on you should still be supporting those movements because it's not just a a one-time, one-month thing. It is a until the problem is solved. And guess what? That problem is not getting solved anytime soon. Yeah. It is an inherent thing that requires a complete reworking of the systems. And we need to work towards getting that work done. Um, as far as things that you can do, um, 
you know, I'm sure we're not the first people you've heard say it and we're not the best people you've heard say it. We're both white people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mostly just sort of echoing the stuff that I've seen get put around as far as things that you can do, which is if you feel comfortable seeing how we're still in the middle of a pandemic going out to protest, please do so. Um, supporting those who protest. Uh, donating to most of the bail funds at this point are well-funded, but, you know, as well as other organizations and mutual aid funds and maybe even your local bail fund if it's a smaller one. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Um, and just don't let it get quiet. There's still, like, things are starting to go in different ways than, like, it's people are trying to make concessions to get it to stop happening and it's they're not we need to make sure we keep fighting until like what we are fighting for is accomplished and not just some half version of it no compromise on this mm-hmm. um i think i'll say it because this is going to lead into the other thing it shouldn't like there's two ways I want to go with talking about this. And I'm going to go with the one that I've been thinking about longer is that I'm sure the, like, as far as I know, the people that I know, listen to our show, they can expect that we'd be talking about this stuff in some capacity. Um, but in some case that you don't actually know us, or I don't know that you're listening to the show or whatever. And you're wondering like, Oh, this show where people talk about silly kids, Scooby-Doo movies and make jokes. Um, why are you getting all political? It shouldn't be political to not be a terrible person. Yep. Um, you shouldn't, like... It should be, like, an obvious thing to do. And that's going to lead me into the second thing, which is, you know... Um, it's still technically Pride Month. Um, or Wrath Month, depending on, you know, however you want to view it. Um, and... Again, that's a thing. Like this is something that we can more easily speak to. Um, I, as a trans woman, and I don't know how you want to identify yourself as far as out a gender. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. So it's a thing where, like, okay, thing, uh, healthcare, like the the right to not be turned down solely on those aspects of us like as far as healthcare goes here in the united states that recently got repealed or what have you um and that's like an incredibly um it's a terrible thing and you know sure there's like other things that this is going to get to me complaining about the general concept of the capitalist society um whereas like oh well now employers can't fire you for being that way and i'm like yeah but in most of the states that i'm aware of it they're called at will work states which means they can fire you for basically any reason and just say it's a different reason yep um they don't have to say oh it was because this person is trans they can just be like whatever so like don't don't be distracted is what i'll say is like be aware that People are going to be trying to make you want to compromise. Um, don't compromise on being a good person. Just across the board. There's no... Compromising with a bigot just means that you become 
partly bigoted in like a bigoted society, you know? Um, and I, I feel like I'm starting to lose the thread of what I'm talking about. Um, but so like we donated the Patreon money that we had in there. It's not a whole lot, but we donated it to where we can, um, full transparency. I did it to uh, the LGBTQ fund, um, which was sort of like a bail fund that focuses it focuses on people in the LGBTQ community, but also um, sometimes outside of it if, as need arises. Um, there's also other collectives right now, such as the Trans Women of Color Collective, stuff like that. Um, those are the ones that I'm aware of. There are plenty more. Just you can do the research. It's easy. Google exists. Don't go on Twitter and ask someone to send it to you. I, look it for yourself. You can do it. Um don't put the effort on someone else. Um, but yeah, so uh, now that now that the energy has been fully dissolved from the room, let's bring it back. Hey, hey, lava. Yeah. There's new Fortnite stuff. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Don't didn't you know that I'm a big Fortnite gamer now? Oh. Huh. Yeah, I, I play Fortnite sometimes. I think I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, I, I've. This is actually another thing that's been hap- that happened on Twitter is like this weird divide, like weird interactions between Gen Z and Millennials, and I realized that like, hey, I don't actually know which one of these that I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of arbitrary, honestly. Yeah, and like even then, like it's still a weird nebulous zone for me as the youngest person in all of my friend groups. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fortnite is good, is what I'll say about Fortnite. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to bring it up so you give me something else to talk about. Right. <laughs> they flooded the map. Oh. It's all water now. Oh. It's Hoenn. It's Hoenn. It's Hoenn. What is that rating? Too much water. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Okay, so I'd only played like one match, um, but I watched some stuff and you know watched the trailer for it. Um, so yeah, the previous map, there was this big section in the middle called the Agency, because the last season was all like spy stuff. Um, and around the Agency, or these big, like it's in the water around the Agency, because it did have a moat around it. It had these valves in there. Um, and they were there this whole time. And one of the one of the like weekly missions was to swim over all of them. Mm. Um, and then, like a couple days ago, at time of recording, um, all of the valves open and water just came pouring out, and it flooded most of the map. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now it's like a whole like splashdown water beach party vibe. <laughs> um. Aquaman's there. Oh my god, what? <laughs> Jason Momoa Aquaman is there. Wow. Um, he, There's two versions of his skin. There's the one where he's wearing the Aquaman armor, and there's one where he's shirtless. Not gonna lie, the way that that is phrased is real creepy. <laughs> two different versions of his skin. Yeah. <laughs> two different versions of his skin. Ugh. One with scale armor and one with tattoos gosh um but it's cute and there's like a shark there's sharks in the water they're big old sharks Aww. and so this game's had fishing rods in it for a little bit now Ooh. 
Um, like you can fish. Yeah. Uh, you can fish and sometimes you'll get garbage weapons or fish that you can eat to regain health. Um, but if you fish near a shark, it'll eat your fishing line and drag <laughs> you out into the water and then you'll start water skiing on a big old shark. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the refresher period where we talk about Fortnite. <laughs> um, if God, uh, if they do a Scooby-Doo Fortnite. Oh my God. I'm honestly, I'm surprised they didn't with the release of Scoob. I'm surprised there wasn't like anything. So if they ever do. I guess I'm playing Fortnite for at least a day. You should play Fortnite with me anyway. It's just for like once. Okay. Well, actually, okay. Um, spoilers for next month, but we we probably should play a little bit of Fortnite together. Okay. Literally, the reason I started playing Fortnite is for what we're doing next month. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, hey, Fortnite, kind of good. I okay. Here's here's like how in I'm on Fortnite. I was. Uh-huh. Um, I bought the first like, the battle pass for last season because they extended it by quite a bit, and I was like, well, I'll have time to get the skin that I want by playing, and I might as well spend. Like I've played enough of this that I feel like I can spend five dollars on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was able to buy this season's the new battle pass that started for this new season, um, without having to spend any money because of how much I played it last time. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, uh so that just means Fortnite's on the question on the table for any questions you want to send us in the future. Oh yeah. Speaking yeah. of questions. Uh we do those on the show. People can tweet those yeah, that's at a kids thing. and their dog. That's yeah, thing. let's let's, let's th- try to speed this up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit now. Alright. Uh so let's just jump in. We got a large chunk of questions here from Tanner Vogel saying, current display name Tanner V, Black Lives Matter always, at Sparky Upstart on Twitter. First question, who is Fred's favorite YouTuber? Okay. I'm, I'm going to dial it back a little bit, mostly because mm-hmm. I don't really watch that many specific YouTubers. Yeah. I'm going to rephrase it as, what kind of YouTube does Fred watch? Is he uh, food cooking stuff? Is he video game stuff like Let's Plays and everything like that? I think that uh, Fred's favorite YouTuber is a YouTube channel that reviews multi-tools. Yeah. Ooh. And sometimes they'll have a gimmick video where they have like this old military shovel from like Name a War here. And they review it. I, okay, now, I I know I already said that I don't know specific YouTubers, but I suddenly thought of the lockpicking lawyer who uh, picks locks in, like, less than a minute, and most of that minute is the introduction to the lock. Yeah. Honestly, it would be something like, uh, like a 30-year-old who was really into being in the Eagle Scouts yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He's like, today I'm going to show you how to tie this knot. Yeah. Or I'm going to explain the differences between these types of knots and when one would be good, more useful over the other. Here's tips on digging pitfall traps, stuff like that. If there was a YouTuber that uh, specialized in making traps. Yeah, I was trying to, like, avoid just saying, oh, it's the thing that Fred likes, and get, like, the stuff that would lead into but it. Listen, but listen! Yeah, it's, it's literally that. It's literally that, because I could see that being a thing. 
Is that not a thing already? I bet it is. It probably is. Um, if I'm looking at my subscriptions and have to name something on my list that would be Fred's favorite, um, I would go with um, probably like something like Defunct Land or, oh, yeah. um, or Yesterworld. I could see Defunct Land. Um... But specifically the episodes that talk about like abandoned stuff. Yeah. Or like, hey, these are props that suddenly went missing. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Frey would be really into trying to figure out what happened to, um... God, what's the name of that character now? The one from Cranium Command. Oh, I don't know. He's, he's like a little animatronic and all of his clothes went missing. Ooh. Someone stole his clothes. Ooh, um, mysterious. And no one knows who did it. <laughs> um, so yeah, he'd be really into that, probably. <laughs> Do you have a specific YouTuber that you said Fred that you would say Fred probably likes? Well, I had the thought of Primitive Technology, which is a guy just making um like huts and tools and there's no dialogue at all. Anything I was actually thinking about that when we were talking about the general stuff. I was like probably one of those channels, yeah. Yeah. Um it's very interesting and I feel like Fred could get lost in that kind of stuff really easily. Yeah. Um, if I if I had to guess, this is a different question that Tanner didn't ask, but based on my YouTube subscriptions only, picking one of those, I think Velma would be pretty into Bugglebots, which is like Battlebots, but they're tiny. <laughs> uh... Daphne? Uh, mm, not Daphne, I think. Okay, hold on. Daphne so Daphne, Daphne would like Bon Appetit, probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And Shaggy and Scooby, not Bon Appetit, they would like Emmy Makes, because Emmy makes some wild sh- Sorry, Emmy made in Japan. <laughs> um, She's the one, I may have sent you this video, she put cheeseburgers in a gelatin mold. Oh my god. Oh my god, I think you did send me that. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Right. Um... I like to think, um, hmm. She made an ice cream, like a novelty ice cream thing that looked like a fried chicken leg. <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. See, now I'm looking at my subscription list and thinking, okay, who would like this? Like, you suck at cooking, um, which is absolutely wild and is barely, well. Yes, it's good. Yeah, it's super good. And I'm like... I'm trying to fit the characters into what I like, which, a little backwards. Well, I mean, that's sort of what I was just doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if... I think Yusaka Cooking has too much of a manic energy yeah. for any of them. Um, I think Hot Dog Water would probably be okay <laughs> with it. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, do you have uh, another thing you wanted to say? No. Okay, next, the second question. Yes. Question two <laughs> is, what is Scooby's favorite animal fact? Um, hmm. It would probably have to do with, like, the amount of food a certain animal could eat. Yeah, I can right? see that. Like, probably, like, this is how much food the average hippopotamus eats per day. Yeah. And And he would say, I eat more than that. I, yeah, that sounds about right. 
I just don't know anything specific enough. Um, I also don't really know anything specific enough. Um, but it, I think it would definitely be something along those lines. Uh, so question number three, where is Velma's favorite place to read? Hmm. Honestly, I think she can read anywhere. Yeah. I can say um, that. I would s- if I had to pick favorite place, I would say probably like second floor of the library in like sort of the archival section. There's like a win- bay window there that has like a windowsill she can sit on, but specifically when it's raining, but also can keep the window open a little bit because of the bakery down the street. <laughs> That's my specific answer. I think, okay, I love that as a favorite. I like to think her most comfortable place to read is actually uh, being surrounded by the gang. Yeah. Like, there could be anything going on where Scooby and Shaggy are having an adventure with food or something along those lines. And Velma's just comfortable reading. I like that thought. So that answer actually made me think of something that I was going to say similar to how I feel about this movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that I would love a Scooby-Doo slice of life show. <laughs> where, like, only sometimes it's about a mystery. <laughs> yes. And sometimes it's just, like, Velma reading places. Yes. Oh, oh, what, oh. What I want is, like, a, like a, a series of short comics. About okay. The gang. Here's a suggestion. Velma is trying to find a quiet place to read. Uh, and she goes to every a whole time, bunch of different every, place, and every time and she every finds time a there's place, a monster? Every time there's a mystery! <laughs> and she just solves it real quick, and then goes back to trying to read. Yeah, And that's the good. whole episode, multiple times. Yeah, this is, this is what I want. Yes! Um, when does Scoob usually go to sleep? Um, so based solely on something that I, I was going to say, like originally I was going to say probably like around 11-ish, um, but that we have a scene in this movie where it is made clear that the gang has stayed up for 24 hours. <laughs> is there really? We'll get to it. Um, but based on that, I was like, so probably whenever they can. Yeah. Um, probably around whenever Shaggy sleeps, because he hangs with Shaggy so much. Honestly, here's my answer for Scooby and Shaggy. The answer is whenever they want to. Yeah. They'll sleep anywhere, yeah. anytime. No no questions asked. They could fall asleep um, on the headrest of the mystery machine. There are two headrests. Yeah. It would work. Honestly, yeah, I think that Shaggy and Scooby, based on like their general paranoia mm-hmm. and anxiety... coupled with their lifestyle that they lead it's probably the moment they have a a time that they feel comfortable and protected they will fall asleep instantly yes unless it's food time yeah oh but now could could either of them go into a food coma where they just eat so much that they become too comfortable and then they fall asleep i think they've done that have they done that i think they have I think, or at the very least, the times when they eat so much that they get all 
like bowling ball shapes. Yes. They they probably get sleepy also. Yeah. With the exception of the time they were they went sumo fighting. <laughs> that was because they were intending to do that. Yes. Um, and last one. If Daphne cut her hair really short, would she be able to travel through time like Felicity from the television show Felicity? So, I had to do some research, because I had never watched Felicity. Uh-huh. Um, but it is a television series created by J.J. Abrams, and I feel like that explains most of that sentence. Yeah. Um, at the, it, it, in the finale of Felicity, spoilers for Felicity, <laughs> um, in the finale of Felicity, it is revealed... So, there's, like, the last four episodes, she's, like, she has, like, a, oh, I don't know which boy I like, um, and she makes a decision... And then in, like, the near future, she's like, no, I want to go back in time and make a different decision. Oh. Um, so she does. Um, but here's what I'll say, is at the end of it all, based on this Wikipedia summary, at the very end of it all, she goes back to the original timeline, essentially, and it was revealed to all the time travel stuff was just a dream or something. Oh, dumb. Or something like that, as far as I can tell. Um... All just but, a dream cop-outs are not fun. Yeah, I, it sounds like it was just sort of getting weird anyways for the sake of being weird. Yeah. which is a, So my answer to your question, Tanner, is if Daphne could cut her hair really short to travel through time. Um, as long as J.J. Abrams writing it, probably. <laughs> um, that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. I would argue that is it explicitly not a good thing, but, you know, <laughs> if he's the one writing it, the answer is probably yes. <laughs> Um, and we have a final question here from a different person at Janine Juliet, Janine by night on Twitter. Um, it's the display name at Janine Juliet is the handle that you find. Um, what parts of the Scooby-Verse do you think should be required in a new do movie? And what do you think can be changed? So <laughs> I'm going to assume that this means direct DVD movie because, the, the scoop movie just came out mm-hmm. um and i feel like that would be a specifically like a sequel to scoop question um so another direct to dvd style movie like the ones we cover here on the program um hmm. what is required and what can be changed i had a thing that i was gonna say would probably be required but guess what it's not in this movie we watched oh yeah um, I'll, I'll save it till the end, see if you can figure out what's missing. Um, but there is something that was missing from this movie. Um, and I think it was fine not having it. There was an unmasking, so it wasn't that. Uh, there was a double unmasking. Double unmasking. Um, I, hmm. And I can't say, oh, what well, unmasking should be required because there's been plenty of good movies where the monster was real. Right. So what would be required in a new do? Okay, I think it needs to have a weird gimmick. Mm. Um, I think all of the best Scooby-Doo movies on our list have a weird gimmick. Yeah. Um, like Witch's Ghost, the gimmick is that there were two mysteries. Um, Goblin King, the gimmick is that not only is the monster real, but magic is real. Uh, chill out, Scooby-Doo doesn't really have a gimmick. I uh, again, this is a what's this his is face? a situation returns del chillman yeah it is it is the return of del chillman yeah um, so we already know, knew what his deal was we didn't yeah, have to get that, reintroduced 
of recurring character is fun. Um, I don't remember Where's My Mummy. <laughs> Where's My Mummy is the one that was very much like an Indiana Jones or the Mummy style movie. Yeah. Um, and the gimmick ended up like at the end it was revealed that the it was Velma the whole time. Oh yeah, that's right. Um. And that's the first yeah. five. Yeah, like a top five, not counting Scoob, because Scoob has a very different gimmick that oh, I don't yeah. want to talk about right. right now until people, not until everyone's seen Scoob. Everyone go watch Scoob. Yes. It's in the top three for a reason. Yes. Um. But yeah, I think it needs to have a fun gimmick. For example, this movie, the fun gimmick is that they're at a camp, they're at summer camp. So I like, and like that, that I, hold on, I didn't look up any Scooby news. Don't worry. Scooby news will happen next month. I'm sure nothing big has happened in the world of Scooby-Doo. And now that I've said that something really big is has to happen. Um, like the one that we talked about last month or the month before, or whenever we talked about it, um, is that like, there was like a, a rumor of a, a Arthurian Scooby-Doo movie. And that's a fun gimmick. Stuff like that. Um, what do you think can be changed? Hmm. I don't know. It's easier for me to approach it in what shouldn't change. Um. Okay, here's an answer that's going to be a weird one. I think the the cast can change. Yeah. I think we it's been a while since we had a movie that wasn't the full gang. I think it's fine sometimes to not have everyone there if it makes for a more interesting story. Yeah. Like Velma in the vain search of finding a uh place to read her book, solving mysteries on her own. Not a full movie, but you know. It's or interesting. Like, like they sort of hint this way. I haven't watched the Thirteen Ghost or the Thirteenth Ghost movie yet, because mm-hmm. um, at this point I just, I don't watch a Scooby Doo movie unless it's for this show, <laughs> unless it's Scoob because Scoob was, you know, new and exciting. Yes. Um, I still have a completely wrapped copy of the Gourmet Ghost on my shelf. <laughs> um, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, but in the 13 Ghost movie, um, they reference the show that only um, Daphne, Scooby, and Sh- Shaggy were there for. Oh. So maybe doing a film that's just the three of them again. Yeah. Or like the live action film Daphne and Velma, where it was just Daphne and Velma. There's options. There are options. You could do a movie where it's like the college years and it's just Fred, Shaggy, and Scooby. <laughs> um so yeah i think that's our answers to those questions mm-hmm. all right is there anything else that you would like to mention before we dig in to this meaty meaty movie mm, nope when i say this movie was meaty i do mean that halfway through this movie i looked at the time mark and i was like oh it's only halfway into this movie yeah, and it's only an hour long. Yeah, it's like an hour 12 is the full runtime. Yeah. On VRV.com. Yeah. Well, and then subtracting um, credits. 
Okay, but it's a post-credit sequence. Is there? I didn't see one! It's literally, like, two seconds long. I'll explain it when we get to the end. Okay. Um, so we watched Scooby-Doo and Camp Scare. Um, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released on September 14th of 2010. Um, and now that I'm getting into the, the directed, produced, written stuff, there's a lot of new names here. A lot of names we haven't seen before. Um, or especially not the names that we've been seeing recently. <laughs> As we mentioned on the last episode, uh, it was directed by Ethan Spaulding, which we may have seen that name before. Uh, produced by Spike Brandt and Tony Cervone, written by Jed Ilanoff and Scott Thomas, featuring the voice acting talents of Frank Welker as Scooby Doo and Fred, Matthew Lillard has his first uh, directed DVD film appearance as Shaggy. Mindy Cohn as Velma, Gray Delisle Griffin as Daphne, Scott Menville as Luke. Um, I'll say that for this character in the future, I will only be referring to him as Little Fred. Yes. Uh, Tara Strong as Trudy, who I will only be referring to as Raven from Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, or, sorry, S- Stephen Root as Bert. See, I don't know if it's supposed to be Stephen or Stefan because it's a PH. Mm. Um, so I'll say it both ways. As Bert. Uh, Lauren Tom as Jessica. Mark Hamill as Deacon. Babyface Beretti and the store owner. <laughs> D. Bradley Baker as Ranger Knudsen. Or Knudsen? I don't know if the K is. I don't okay. know if it's like a Captain Knuckles situation. I re- wrote down... But it was oh it's Knudsen. it's um it's like Knudsen, Knudsen because at some point at some point uh Shaggy says the word Knudsen. Yeah. Um and the subtitles did not catch it, but my ear definitely heard that. Yeah. Um so as Ranger Knudsen, the Woodsman, the Fishman, and the Spectre, and Phil Lamar as Daryl. Which one was Daryl? Uh, uh, Daryl, okay, so at the beginning, it's the guy who's dressed as the Woodson to scare the kids. Oh, that's right. Um, and later he tells the gang to run away, and then a third time later he's seen at, uh, the Big Moose camp yeah. in the cafeteria. He snitches on, uh, Scooby and Shane. Yeah. Uh, so we dig into this movie, we start a cold open with Crawling in the Grass, um, that's where the camera is. It's sort of moving through the grass. It's real cool looking. Um, yeah. A lot of, okay, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. There is! Just visually. Uh, you can tell that this is when it goes from the, the what's new Scooby-Doo style to basically the style of every movie since. Um, it's sort of got, like, it does weirder things with the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is like, everything's a very bright in a weird way. Um, it has the thing where I've noticed on some of the more recent Scooby-Doo movies where Daphne has a darker skin tone than you see in a lot of the other instances of her character. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's crawling through the grass. Um, we see the camp campfire story being told at Camp Little Moose. Um, and we hear uh, the person telling the story is... Bert? Bert. Yeah, Bert. That's the one. Bert. 
so Bert is telling all these campers about Jerry McCready, who was a mean counselor, and the count- the kids got so upset with him that they put a snake in his bag. <laughs> and when he was hiking, he wanted to get a snack out of his bag, and there was a snake there, and he got scared and fell down Devil's Drop. And he dragged his face along the ground the whole time and hit his head on a rock, and now he's an axe murderer called the Woodsman. <laughs> They didn't use the word murderer. They used the word insane. And I hate the use of that word in any instance. Yep. I agree. Um, I'm just leaving it. I'm letting people know that that is in the movie. And I will not be saying it anytime I get said yes. from now on. Yes. Um, and then suddenly, oh, it's the axe murderer, the huntsman. Uh, except the, no, it's it's the, just the woodsman. Darryl. Woodsman, sorry. I think I wrote down hunt. huntsman like a million hunt, times. Hunt, hunt, hunt. He's the huntsman. <laughs> Oops, woodsman. <laughs> yeah, it's Woodman, the Mega Man boss. Oh God. Um. Yeah, he jumps out, but actually, no. It's just Daryl who's spooking them for fun. And everybody's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. campfire fun times. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go back. Let's go back to bed. Um, and then Daryl gets attacked by the actual woodsman. Yes. Um, and then the boathouse explodes. Yes! It straight up explodes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big explosion. It is huge. It's so big that Bert can see it from the camp, and when he goes to running to see what's going on, he sees the- See, now I almost I'm said I'm so sorry. Uh, he sees the woodsman, and he sees the words get out carved into a plank of wood. Um, and then we get a very fun stylized intro. Oh my gosh, it's so cool looking! And yeah, I posted a screenshot yes. as part of it. Um, I've actually now set that exact screenshot to be my my desktop background. Nice, it's um, pretty good. The music feels very sixties. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: is that basically all three of the 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 song songs in this movie mm-hmm. um, are supposed to be like sound alikes for summertime bops. Oh. Um, specifically, like, uh, a good example is that the credit song is supposed to be a sound-alike for Walking on sh- Sunshine. Oh, I did not catch this. Um, the music gets it. Like, the music is very Walking on Sunshine, but the lyrics do not hold up, which is why you won't see it in this episode of the podcast. <laughs> You'll hear the other two, though. Um, like, they're very fun and catchy and groovy. Um, you know, this is this is the sound of summer. Yes. Um, there is a moose in this intro. Yes. There's that a is moose in this intro. Very rocky and bullwinkle. It's very rocky and bullwinkle and it howls at the moon. Yes. It is super adorable. And can I just say, I am actually actively disappointed that this character is not in this movie. I think that it would be the mascot for Camp Little Moose. It, it or later is. on, Camp Little Big Moose. Yes. <laughs> Um, it's so cute. What if I, what if we got t-shirts that said Camp Little Big Moose Camp Counselor? <laughs> yes, them? that would be so fun. <laughs> that would be good merch. Yeah. So here's the thing is I, I would love to do merch for this show. I don't know how to handle doing merch for this show. Yeah. Like I... the, the concept of selling anything is like, I don't, I don't want to learn laws. No. Um, like at this point, I just want to make t-shirt designs and post them and say, if you want a t-shirt from kids and their dog, just get a t-shirt custom made with this design. Yeah. Um, um, so maybe I'll do that. Um, <laughs> but 
or actually, you know, um, cause I know a lot of people listening to the show are podcasters as well. So if you know anything about that, um, let me know and I will get in contact with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can figure something out. Yeah. Um, um, so after we get out of the intro. Yes. It's like, oh, that's Mini Moose. Yeah, he's been with me the whole time. Uh, Moose goes away. It's very sad. Uh, Poor Moose. Um, So the gang is going camping. Specifically, camp counselors! Yeah. Um, I do want to mention that the the first scene we get when we're out of the credits is Shaggy and Scoopy in like a wooded area. <laughs> Shaggy cuts a sandwich in half with an axe. Yes. Uh, and I immediately was like, "Oh, it's so good to have Matthew Lillard back." <laughs> after all this time with Casey, Casey like, the guy does a good job, but after a while, you can hear the age sort of mm-hmm. get in there, especially compared to the other actors on the, on the show. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, so the the color, this is when I also mentioned the colors in this movie are a little wild, um, because Shaggy's shirt is so bright green <laughs> and Sco- throughout this movie, you'll see that Scooby is kind of like a golden brown color versus a regular, like a darker brown, mm-hmm. um, just like a lighter fur tone in general. Um, which I guess if this is the first movie in this kind of style, um, I don't actually remember what Abracadabra do looks like cause we haven't done that yet because I need to talk to people. Yeah. Um, but like, so maybe they're just still getting used to the style. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so they're like in this sort of camp setting and then they get scared by Velma, who's in a mosquito proof ghillie suit. Yes. Maybe I should try a small. <laughs> uh, and it turns out because like, the next scene we see like is the cut over to Daphne, who's looking at them, telling them that they're trying, supposed to be shopping for stuff. And my immediate thought is that Daphne is in a store that only has three walls. <laughs> but actually, it's just that they're in like a wood display in the middle of oh. uh, a camping store. Yeah, they do that in camping places. Yeah, it's just like the Bass Pro Shop down the street. Yeah. Um... um so Fred is so excited to take the gang to his old summer camp. Yeah. He tells a story about being up Schmidt's Creek without a paddle. <laughs> which is a very funny joke. Yes. Um So uh, also the name of like this town is Camp City. <laughs> is it really? I did not catch yeah. that. Well, welcome to Camp City. Like that's the name of the store, I think. All right. Um, but like it's the only thing that exists in the section, so I just assumed the whole town was Camp City. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be real honest with you. A uh, camping store that is just called Camp City is one hundred percent likely. Oh yeah, for sure. I also love it a lot. I also love that there's a Camp City uh, historical museum. Yes. Um, um, because, yes, this this store is run by a friendly old shop. Keeps a little spooky, but generally pretty kind-hearted. Yeah. So. It's Mark Hamill. I, I made it in my notes. Is that Mark Hamill? He's immediately suspicious. <laughs> oh, well, Mark Hamill's Mark in Hamill. here? Uh, it wasn't that Mark Hamill character, though. So. No, no. It's close, but no cigar. So, But here's the thing. I did not notice the other ones. Yeah. The man's very good at his job. He is. He also constantly has to eat. He's constantly <laughs> getting work, has to eat constantly. Yes. Um. Um. 
So he has a yeah, museum so... that has a whole bunch of ghost stories that he can tell. Yeah, so immediately Shaggy and Steve are like, nope, we're leaving now, and so they leave. Yep. Um, and there's they're driving down, it's like, okay, it should be right up ahead, and you see this fancy high-end camp mm-hmm. with like all these nice buildings, and it's like, no, that's Camp Big Moose. Mm-hmm. We're going to Camp Little Moose. Yes. And Camp Little Moose is a pile of run-down buildings in a worn-out patch of woods. Established 1951. And boy, does it look like yep. it. Yep. Of note, um... Camp Big Moose and Camp Little Moose are separated. Uh, separated, they they have like a dam basically between them. Yeah, they each have a lake. Yes, uh, Lake Big Moose and Lake Little Moose um, separated by a dam, which I guess only can assume is called Moose Dam. Yes. Um, basically, Little Moose is just on a swamp. It's basically yeah. A swamp. It's it's very it's very um it's super sad. It's, I wouldn't. I would call it. Um, rustic? Not quite rustic. Rustic has a lived-in quality. Yeah. This is like the opposite of that. <laughs> this is like on the other side of that. Yeah. Um, quaint. Natural. Quaint, natural, those are the words I would yes. use. Um, basically, um, you feels, see it, it and you realize, character. oh, these are two camps. They definitely have a rivalry. Yeah. Um... So yes, they end up there, and uh, no one else is anywhere to be seen. Uh, and we come across Bert. Or it was like Daryl runs up and is like, "Hey, it's haunted." No, so I need to mention this because I loved it. So they're commenting about um, how it's empty. Shaggy doesn't care what the place looks like as long as it isn't haunted. And Daryl's like, "Get back! This place is haunted." I love it. They facepalm, and it's hysterical to me. Yeah. Uh, that's good. And we see Get Out's carved on the camp sign. Um, and then they run across Bert, who is talking to the ranger about wanting to close the camp for kids' safety. Um, and Bert's like, oh, hey, look, it's Fred. I'd recognize that ascot anywhere. <laughs> Boy, am I happy to see you. Give me that good old Little Moose greeting. <laughs> High in the mountains. Oh, no, I didn't write it down. Oh, no. I thought I should have joke. Re- it's ruined. <laughs> I should have written it down. It's fine. I'll just perform both parts. <laughs> High in the mountains, deep in the spruce, on the shore of the lake, it's Kick Camp Little, Little Moose. Moose. And then they say, like, Little Moose a bunch of times. Yeah. Jazz hands. Um, with, well, that's, I mean, it's sort of jazz hands. They're supposed to be moosey antlers. Yeah. Um, It's very cute. It's super cute. And the gang's expression expressions at it are also adorable they're like what the heck fred uh so the ranger tells them about the woodsman and fred's like oh it's probably just a prank by those people up on big moose yep uh, and then the ranger hits on velma and it's gross it's super gross um three campers still end up showing up even though they're like no don't and we get tiny fred raven from teen titans and a third one uh, the third one's name is Deacon. Deacon needs, like, some sort of character traits, you know? Yeah. The character's design is, like, oh, orb-shaped and has asthma or whatever, yeah. but, like, doesn't have much, like, Substance. going. Like, Tiny Fred is literally Tiny Fred. Yeah. Raven from Teen Titans is, like, what if 
Raven from Teen Titans was a computer nerd instead of like Mystic. magic. Um, but Deacon unfortunately feels very out of place as a result. Yep. Um, so Fred, Velma, and Daphne immediately jump straight into camp counselor mode. Yeah. Fred is going like, to lie to these kids just so he can be a counselor. Yeah. And Daphne is like, no, I think he's forgetting something. <laughs> this whole mystery thing. And then they just still go along with it to be camp counselors. Yeah. Um, and they take him on the zip line while Shaggy and Scooby are busy prepping uh, Shaggy's famous five alarm hole in the bowl chili. Yes. Um, Scooby gets too spiced and they, you know, does the fire mouth thing. Mm hmm. Fred is clearly a little bummed that Tiny Fred is too good at being a camper. Fred, this guy is 12. Stop being jealous of a preteen. He, he's not jealous. He wants he wants to be able to teach this kid something. Yeah, that jealousy is the wrong word. Like, it's sort of like disappointed, but for the opposite reason. Yeah. You know? Um, Scooby uh, goes out to get some firewood. Yep, to keep the stove running. Yeah. Um, so this sh- this movie, it's bad for my notes, um, <laughs> but this movie does a very good job of leading from scene to scene. Yes. Um, because we see Scooby running out to get firewood, and we like pan over slightly to see Fred talking about these tracks that he sees on the ground, which are very clearly paw prints. Yeah. Of some he says they're moose tracks, and I'm like, he calls them moose tracks. Fred, no, bad. <laughs> I am not a nature person, and I can tell that those are not moose tracks. And little Fred's like, aren't they a little small to be moose moose tracks? They're also the wrong shape. Yeah. Um, but it turns out it was actually Scooby who was getting more wood for the stove. Yeah. he's It's really adorable. He's carrying, he's upright, carrying wood in his paws, his front paws, and he's got a stick wrapped in his tail. Yep. Very cute. Um... And so Fred and the gang leave, and then Scooby sees a moose and gets a little spooked. And then the moose gets spooked by the woodsman who attacks Scooby. Mm-hmm. Um, so he runs back to Shaggy, and after he finishes boarding up the <laughs> the door, he's only got like the handful of twigs in his tail. And Shaggy's like, look, if I knew you were going to go out and get wood one at a time, I would have gone with you. Yes. <laughs> oh. Um, um, so he's go. He's gonna go out to get wood, and as he opens up the door, super easily, even though it's boarded up. Yeah, uh, there's like a, a silhouette of what looks like the woodsman, but it's actually just Bert. He's like, I figured you would need more wood. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um. So he cuts to dinner time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's like ah, oh, the chili burns a hole through the bowl. Ah, it's too spicy for Fred. Um, I wouldn't say it's too spicy, but it is like spicy. Like he he breathes fire. It's like <laughs> yeah. Um, but we see the woodsman lurking outside the window, and then we find out the next morning, Fred is that kind of counselor. Yeah, it's time to wake everybody up super early and tell them all about the weather. Yep, and also today's water fun day. Yep. Um, and everyone is at the dock, and most of them are really sleepy. Um, Daphne's still just wearing an oversized sweater. Yes. Uh, Scooby's in, like, full pajamas <laughs> with a nightcap. Yeah. 
Um, and Fred goes over the itinerary, which is an hour of canoeing, two hours of fishing, followed by a half hour of swimming, which honestly sounds pretty dope. Yeah. Um, but everybody's like, hey, this lake is kind of gross. Gross. It's a why not go to Why not go to Lake Big Moose? And Fred's like, well, Ugh. Lake Big Moose is haunted. Yes. You see, Neil Fisher was picked on so often by people that he spent most of his time fishing. And he spent so much time in the lake that he became the fish man. Yeah. And everybody's like, hey, that's fake. We're going to camp. We're going to Lake Big Moose. And Fred's like, we're going to Lake Big Moose. <laughs> um, I, which I've referenced this recently has the exact same energy of the. You said you'd call Sears. I'll call later. You'll call now. I'll call now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's very funny. Um, and there's like an outdoor fun montage with the other song. Um, and this is when I'm like, I want a six episode miniseries of just mm. the gang at camp yes. being camp counselors. Yes. It'd be fun. It's like, it would be like the non-spooky version of the most of ghoul school. Yes. You know? Um, basically just like that. I want it to be sort of like the middle ground between those. Yeah. Uh, Fred can't catch a break. He keeps getting, like, you know, fished up or splashed with water or smoke going in his face. Oh, no my matter where gosh. He goes. So I saw that happen and I'm like, this has literally happened to me where he sits at a campfire. The smoke goes in his face. He moves to the other side of the campfire. The smoke goes into his face. And then later, he's in an inner tube trying to eat a hot dog in an inner tube. He's and Scooby are grilling on a boat right next to him. Yes, and the smoke goes in his face. I think that one was deliberate. That was, they were like they were like smir- smirking at him. So almost definitely, yes. Gosh, uh, I honestly, I think my favorite thing is when the gang are just friends. Yeah, that's like that's the thing is I want this because they're all being friendly and like there's a scene here where Velma has a heart to heart with that uh, with the goth nerd. Yes, and I'm like I want these young adults to be young adults to like young teens. Yeah, and Fred you know? has a heart to heart with Luke, little Fred, and it's like it's so cute. It's very good. I'm like, yeah, and this is actually kind of like, I would want the setup to be, the camp was supposed to be closed, but then like three or four kids showed up. So there's only like three or four kids you have to worry about. They've got to save camping. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like when they hold a surf contest to save the surf shack or whatever. Yes. But with camping. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I just, I would love my kingdom for that. It. If you got any short fanfics about camping, <laughs> send them our way. Um, and then Big Moose Camp comes in making a racket by wakeboarding in a speedboat. And Fred's like, oh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Oh, no, she's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a very funny joke. <laughs> Where Scooby's prepared to go diving in the water, <laughs> yes. and he says, scuba doo do Scuba diving! 
Yeah, a scoop a dub a doo. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Um, and then and, like it's the fact that like Scooby knows he's making a joke, yes! and he is very deliberately making the joke. Yes, it's so good. Uh, um, uh, Scooby has so, a rivalry with a catfish again. Yeah, he sort of like chases it around. See, I didn't really view it as a rivalry so much as like Scooby got curious about a catfish and wanted to follow it around. Yeah, but I I did immediately uh, think of what was her name, Berta. Ber- Big Mona. Big Mona. Ain't nobody ever caught Big Mona. Ain't nobody. Um. Oh God, we're getting kind of close to Return to Zombie Island. We are, aren't we? Yeah. Huh. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. It's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird. Um. So, after he chases the catfish for a little bit, he finds an underwater building, but then gets chased away by a fish man. Ooh. And the fish man attacks and then sinks Velma and Raven's boat. And then Luke and Fred are like, no, we've got fishing rods. <laughs> and then their boat gets destroyed, too. And they all pile into the one canoe with everybody there. Um, and as they run away, they end up flying off the dam. And, like, down all the way, skipping across little, like, little moose. <laughs> yeah. Go flying through the camp and, like, come to a stop in the cafeteria where Deacon was waiting. Yeah. Having ice cream. Um, and then Ranger and Bert are like, man, all these campfire legends are coming to life. There's no other explanation. <laughs> and Velma's was like, mm, wrong. <laughs> and Scooby's like, yeah, I saw this underwater building down there. Which that's such a wild thing to think about. Like, I love the concept of entire things that are underwater. Mm-hmm. It's like it hits the same part of my brain that urban exploration hits. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I would love to do both of them. Like, I've, I've told you about the times at, um, on campus when it would be late and I would find a way into one of, like, the different, uh, buildings. Oh. Have I not told you about that? You might have. I have a terrible memory. We got back from the coffee shop one day, um, and I just, like, needed to go for a walk because I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. So I, I went out and I managed to find an unlocked door to the architecture building oh nice and i just spent the, like a good hour or so just exploring the whole building and looking at all the different projects and stuff going on Ooh. it's very neat it's also very weird because most of the lights were off yeah um but it, that hits the same part of my brain that i would love to see mm-hmm. um so shaggy and scooby are like okay it's spooky it's it's time to leave and fred's like nah we're gonna set a trap <laughs> and they do, and they catch someone. Um, and it was that big moose counselor from earlier. Um, and she's like, yeah, I was here because you've had gear missing. And you wanted to make sure it wasn't a prank from you guys. Also, my name's Jessica. Um, and the woodsman shows up and chases Shaggy and Scooby, and then they escape. And then the monster chases Fred and Velma and Jessica. And then Jessica escapes into the woods, and then Daphne and Bert zip line by to save everyone else. And then the woodsman keeps chasing Jessica towards Devil's Drop, which is the longest rickety rope bridge ever created by man. It's very long and rickety and made of rope. Yep. And of course she goes and, on it. Yeah, I mean... Makes sense. Okay. It's not, it's not necessarily a smart thing when you realize that the person chasing you has an axe. Right. 
Um, but also there was nowhere else to go. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the gang corners the woodsman there, so he chops the ropes and takes off while they try to save Jessica, and by they try to save, I mean Shaggy and Scooby dive off the cliff to grab onto the bridge. Immediately! Like, what do you guys- yeah. Okay, first of all, heck yes, that is brave as heck. But also, uh, what are you guys gonna do? You know- What was their like, plan? It's sort of- I think between the two of them, Scooby was the one that jumped, and Shaggy was like, no, I've gotta go because Scooby's going. I think so too, because Scooby just dived off. Scooby is, like, very- like, a lot more brave than usual in this movie. Yeah. In a way. Um, and I think that, like, as a result, tweaks Shaggy's character, and I think it's a very good tweak. I yeah. like the idea of they're sticking around because they gotta protect everyone else. Yeah. Like, even later, there's a thing that um, Shaggy does that I'm like, yeah, see, like, the this is the gang, like, we all have our roles here. This is my role. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, so they dive onto the bridge, um, and luckily they manage to swing back before and get onto a ledge as it falls apart. Mm-hmm. And Scooby says zoinks. <laughs> which is very good. <laughs> um, and when they get back, Little Moose has been vandalized. But the campers manage to sleep through it. Um, and then they all get taken to Big Moose. By Jessica. And then they learn about the missing sonar equipment from the marine bio lab. Mm. Um... And this is when I was like, hey, we're only halfway through this movie. <laughs> like, this is like the kind of part where I feel like we'd be three quarters in. But no, this is only halfway. Yeah. Uh, we learned that an RV got taken from motorsports. And like this, that's the kind of camp this is. They have a computer lab and a marine biology lab. and Scooters. They uh, ha- everybody has a Segway. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of ridiculous how decked out this place is. It is very rich people camp. It feels like a tech campus. And not like the tech campus we went to. Like a tech campus that is like partnered with Google or something. Yeah, I can see that. There's a very distinct theme. Yeah. Um, So Velma's was like, well, if the RV got taken, most of them have GPS. So let me just ping for a signal nearby (laughs) and finds a signal in Shadow Canyon. Which is haunted by the lost specter of a lady who got lost in there. (laughs) Um, So Daphne points out that the sonar stuff could only be used by the lake. So Fred says it's time to split up and look for clues. And Deacon is like, no. 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 (laughs) It's like, you guys, there are like murderers and monsters around. And and you guys want to split up? Yeah, uh, so da- little Fred, Fred, Daphne, and Jessica all go to the lake. Um, Shaggy and Scooby take Deacon to the mess hall to help him chill down. Um, and everybody else, which is really just Velma, Bert, and Raven, head to um, Shadow Canyon. Um, so as they're getting in the water, Fred's like, I got a net gun. <laughs> yes. I'm going to use it. To shoot it at the monster in case we get attacked. Yeah. Oh, Fred. Um, as they're driving out, as Velma and that squad are heading out, um, the tracker dies. And so they stopped a second to get some bearings. 
and Raven manages to find some tire tracks. Yeah. And, like, as they continue on, like, Velma looks in the back and can see that she's starting to enjoy herself. Yeah. Which is good. I love that. And this is, like, I love, I love it. It's all good. Um, so Daphne saves Fred from being attacked by the fishmen here in the water. Like, Fred's, like, <laughs> flipper gets grabbed. Uh, and Fred's net gun goes oh, yeah, off. that happens here in a second. Oh, okay. Um, so basically what happens here is Daphne's behind everyone. I can see that the fish man is coming up. So she, like, swims fast and, like, tackles him out of the way before the fish man gets up there. So <laughs> Fred's like, okay, I got the net gun. And he goes to fire it, and it's jammed. So he starts using it like a bat. Yeah. And so while they're fighting the fish man, little Fred and Jessica find a small tunnel that they go investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred's flipper gets grabbed by the fish man. So Daphne takes off her oxygen tank and fires it like a missile at him. Yeah. Um, so she and Fred have to share a tank as they head over to the tunnel, which I love the, like, the small touch of including that part. Yeah. Um, like the fact that they're like, yeah, we need to show this. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, only one thing in this movie that I would say is, like, a kind of plot. Well, two things. But one of them's silly anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets the, As they're running away, her flipper gets grabbed. Um, but they manage to fight her, fight them off so that way they can both escape. Mm-hmm. And as they swim around they through the tunnel, they find an air pocket and follow it to a cave. Uh, so... We get to see Daryl again. He's working at Big Moose now. And he catches Shaggy, Scooby, and Deacon all at the buffet. And is like, no, you're not supposed to be here. Time for a food fight. Yeah. It's it's so funny. The kids who uh, are part of Big Moose camp hear that there are two uh, people who are not, three people who are not supposed to be there. And they immediately start throwing food. Yeah, I thought we were going to see more bits of Shaggy and Scooby eating the food that got thrown at them, but mostly it's only Scooby who does it. Honestly, I was really expecting them to just be like, yes, food, free food. This is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. Dinner and a show. We're part of the show. Um, But instead they run away. Yeah, they take off on segways through the camp and into the woods and then go careening off a canyon. Yes. Which turns out. Uh, So before we get to that part, um, we follow the tire tracks through Shadow Canyon to just stop at a wall. And as they are noticing that, hey, this is a wall here, Shaggy and Scooby and Deacon all come crashing in and run into the wall. And it makes a big metal noise Mm -hmm. because it's actually the RV, but it's been disguised. Uh, Velma dusts off the door handle and they all head inside I got, and there's a lot of no go ahead i gotta say it's really odd well okay maybe it's the door handle to a van door handles are on the back of vans because i was thinking to myself it doesn't make sense for a van uh, an rv to be parked sideways Honestly, like, the way that it's designed, like, on the interior definitely makes it look more like a surveillance van than an RV. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, the sheer amount of tech that's in it. Yeah. And the fact that there's no, like, real sitting stuff other than, like, a free-floating chair. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they get in there and it's like full of tech and maps and it's clearly been there for a few days. Uh, so Raven and Velma together hack a computer open to get a sonar readout of the lake. It's very cute. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, it's like what Fred's trying to do with little Fred of like, Hey, you're going through a thing. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, you're doing it. Yeah. It honestly thinking about it is like Velma could have just done it. I like to think yeah. that she did a false, oh no, kind of situation. Where, oh no, I can't do it. And then Raven was able to do it and get some self-confidence. Well, the thing is, Velma didn't even say she couldn't do it. It was like, Bert was like, oh no, surely we can't do anything oh, now. Yeah, that's true. And then immediately Raven's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and Velma's probably like, yeah, you know what? If you think you got it, go ahead. Yeah. Take a swing. If you miss, I'm right here. Yeah. It's super cute. Um, It's very good. So back at the lake cave, little Fred finds a crate full of dynamite and lights one thinking it's a candle. And so Fred has to grab it and throw it before it explodes, which then reveals an exit. Honestly, um, does it feel very Fred-like to you? It definitely feels like something that a young Fred would have done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, so that, the canyon that wasn't a candle was it that was dynamite oops <laughs> dynamite salesman <laughs> uh that's a that's a thing that's got stuck in my head recently that one specific scene <laughs> from my life as a teenage robot where it's just like seven people across the city all saying dynamite salesman <laughs> um so Meanwhile, the Canyon crew gets attacked by the Spectre, and they drive off. And at some point, Scooby is digging through a a bag, and as he's digging through it, stuff's flying out and hitting the Spectre in the face. Um, But at the end, he pulls out a book and, like, goes to shove it at the Spectre before it gets ripped to pieces. And was Scooby digging around for a Bible? (laughs) gosh i don't know it had that it had that look of a bible didn't it it was like kind of red leather golden accents do you don't get to see what it is because as soon as he turns around with it it gets shredded (laughs) yeah but like that's the only thing i can think of like he pulls a book out specifically to point in its direction oh my gosh there's this comic (laughs) About they're trying to catch, I don't know, a devil. And it's like, oh, we need a new convert. Uh, or something like that. Gosh. I do not remember the specifics of it. But that's what made me think. That's goodness. So I'm just like, that's just, it was such a funny thing. It stood out to me. And I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> um. So then eventually Velma just hits the Spectre with the Jeep they're driving. And instead of checking out this, like, unmoving body... Uh, no! <laughs> she just drives off. Um, I... And as she drives off, part of the canyon collapses on the specter. I swear! I thought, oh my god, is Velma gonna run over the body? Yeah, like, it almost got there, too. It almost got there. Uh, Honestly. But so, uh, back at camp, they're all back at Little Moose... 
and everybody's sharing their info. And Deacon's like, nah, I'm out of here. Bye. I'm going to Big Moose. But like, but Raven and Little Fred are like, no, we're, let's do it. We're going to solve a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the gang heads back to that museum from before. <laughs> so the old man can tell them all about Moose Creek. It used to be an old mining town until they dammed the creek. <laughs> and then it got flooded and became uh, Lake Big Moose. Uh, Ricky LaRue was a notorious gangster in Moose Creek who buried all of his treasure before being jailed and then everything got flooded. LaRue told his cellmate the secret to finding the treasure. And this is something that they find because they managed to get like, they ask like, hey, do you mind if we borrow these documents you have here about this? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, Sure enough, just if you find the treasure, make sure to come back here and spend some of it at Camp City. At this point, I think to myself, first time watching this, is like, okay, there are three monsters. Mm -hmm. And I think, okay, perhaps the store owner is one of them. Because he has all this information, and he seems kind of interested in the treasure. And I think, okay... There's the possibility that this guy is in on it. Mm-hmm. I also was thinking, ooh, I wonder if it's three competing people. See, that would be very fun. It would be fun. Um, so the clue that they find is that when they get back to the camp and continue looking through the stuff <laughs> is when dawn breaks on the summer solstice, <laughs> the steeple will point the way. <laughs> Also, by the way, this movie is very, like, timely for our recording and for when it's posted, because the summer solstice is, like, two days from now. Yeah. Um, That's very funny. I just adore the fact that there's a gosh darn a prophecy thing. It's like a, a I would say it's less like a prophecy and more like when a pirate leaves a riddle to find its treasure. It's just... It cracked me up. Like. Okay. So I'm also going to say what I thought when I heard this. I was thinking, oh, it'll be like national treasure. When the sun comes up, the shadow of the steeple will point to where it's buried. Yeah. Keep that thought in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the solstice is that day. Or it will be in a few hours when the sun rises. And this is when I realized they haven't slept for 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, because they stood up, did they stay up all night? The previous night? Well, so last night, the night before was when they caught Jessica. Yeah, and then... And then they went to Big Moose. Yeah, because they were got chased. Mm-hmm. And then Jessica was like, hey, here's all the stuff that was missing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so presumably um, they slept at some point then. I don't think so, because why would Jessica sleep at Little Moose to take them over to Big Moose? Well, I feel like they would have just gone straight there. My thought here was, um, as soon as they discovered, oh, uh, the kids slept through the whole ruckus, uh, and then Jessica mm-hmm. invited them to Big Moose then. Yeah. That's what I kind of gathered. That's, yeah. Which means, like, the gang themselves did not sleep during that. Right. Well, wasn't it still, like, the middle of the night? It was. It was in the middle of the night when they got back and the the kids had slept through all the ruckus. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the gang didn't. They were out doing the ruckus. Oh, well, I was under the impression that they slept afterwards. See, I just, it didn't make any sense to me for that, I guess, if she invited them over to Big Moose and then the next time when we see them at Big Moose. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were to sleep then, it would have also involved Jessica sleeping then. Oh, okay. So here's, I, I understand. I thought she invited them over to sleep in a, I guess, more comfortable place. Okay. That's what I was I, thinking. I, all right. Um, they, so that would make sense, except they go back in the when when we see them at the camp. Yeah. All of the kids are asking like it's the first time they've been there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. I don't know what the timeline is. So I'm just going to assume they haven't slept. Okay. Or at the very least, maybe it's not a full 24 hours. But they definitely stayed up all night this time because they were looking over paperwork to the point where it's like, oh, it's the sun's going to rise in a couple of hours. Yeah. At the very least, if not uh, 36 hours, 24 hours. Yeah, it's it's been quite a bit of time. Yeah. And that's the way I think Shaggy and Scooby just sleep whenever they can. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, it reminds me of a funny, it's like a, there's like this joke. It's like you only need to sleep four minutes every four hours or something. It's some weird thing. Mm -hmm. It it was incredibly wrong math. Like it it was basically based on the same idea of instead of eating a bunch of meals, eat like small snacks throughout the day, Mm -hmm. but with sleep. Oh yeah. Apparently that's not, that's not good for the long term. That's not how that works. It is definitely, don't do that in the long term. Short term? Don't do that. Maybe. If you have to. Don't do that, but that probably is what Shaggy and Scooby do. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyway. Anyways. Um, so they go back to... Oh, so the solstice is that day. Yes. Um, it's what they've decided. And, and they realize also, Babyface Beretti has escaped. But he's too short to be any of the monsters. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to scare off Little Moose so they can blow up the dam. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. They probably think we've been scared off or whatever. We or They're going to go try to scare us off again. We need to go back and stop them. Yes. So. And when they get there, the camp has been destroyed. Yes. Um, except for one building that had Bert and the kids in it. And they're like, okay. Um, we need to have like a, a, a rally of morale. So they do the little moose greeting. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody joins in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velma, however, realizes. Wait a second. The mo- uh, the woodsman never found uh the kids the and kids. Bert. So that must mean he thinks that it's empty. Then that must mean boom. Yeah, and the dam gets exploded. Yep. So they all run to the mystery machine. <laughs> Everybody piles in. Yep. Um, where am I? And so it starts outrunning it and they realize, hey, Fred, if you're back here, who's driving? (laughs) Um, and it's Scooby. Scooby's driving. If you're back here and he's in there. What I want to know is who's driving? (laughs) Um, and I don't remember who asked. I feel like it was it Shaggy who asked. Oh, Scoob, I didn't know you knew how to drive. Yeah. Or something like that. And he's like, I don't. I don't. Honestly, that, I, I said this to you earlier, that joke never gets old. It is funny every time. 
I like I like this one specifically mm-hmm. um, because it also feels like the culmination of every time it's happened before. Because yeah. he's and good. He basically, no- he knows what's going on. Yeah. It's not like uh, in Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed where he's like hand hand over his eyes as he like moves the wheel with one finger. Right. You know. Yep. It's like he he know he doesn't know how to drive, but he he knows he knows he he's picked up some tricks. Yeah. He can drive in a pinch. Yeah, she is. Um, so, so they're they're running away from the flood, and they start driving down the dock, and they're running out of dock, and the water's still coming up behind them. So it takes off the dock and lands into two canoes and becomes a pontoon. <laughs> uh, and it like rides the water up out of a ramp and is launched out of the the sort of the obvious barrier of where the lake used to be. Mm-hmm. Um and into safety. Um and at this point, Lake Big Moose is pretty much been completely emptied, and we can see, um, Moose Creek being revealed. Um, so they're all like, "Well, now that it's been drained, let's go investigate." And they all go sliding down the mud hill. <laughs> um, and it's at this point when they're exploring this abandoned town. It's been like flooded and water damaged, and I'm like, this kind of feels like a scene from Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, like it's like this big abandoned ghost town, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's got big energy for something like from that show. Um, so they get to the steeple, and they're like, okay, this is where it's going to be. The sun will be up in a bit. Oh, looks like someone else is coming. Let's go hide. And then Fred tackles the person, and it's Jessica again. Mm-hmm. She came down here following Deacon, who came down here for some reason. Yeah, that's weird. That how, kid's scared of everything. Weird. Yeah. Um. So the woodsman shows up, and everybody gets chased. Um, Deacon leads a group of them into like the sheriff's building and then locks them in a jail cell <laughs> and he's like i've been baby face Beretti the whole time what here's the thing yeah i legitimately like i just thought deacon was a kid who didn't get written very well i thought so too like up until they mentioned the character of baby face Beretti, <laughs> i was like deacon's just some weird kid that i would replace if i were to make this a miniseries yeah I would come up with a new character. But no, it actually makes sense why he's so it does. boring. Why he's boring and weird and does not fit in with anything else going on. Honestly, I would say some of these kids are a little stereotypical in that way that happens with cartoons. But Deacon yeah. was just a little too egregious. And also like in a way that didn't even lend to a character yeah it was just character traits yeah it, there was no actual like with little with a uh, little fred for example mm-hmm. he has the character traits of a flat top and sort of like the beginnings of a triangular build yeah but also has the character of this is the kid who was like spread light i've been it i've been in the boy scouts Mm -hmm. i can do the good things i believe in good and following justice um that kind of character Mm -hmm. you know um 
Raven is, you know, like, oh, I'm a Slightly. purple hooded goth. Yeah. And I have glasses. And, and I'm a computer nerd. I like computers. But she does have a character there yeah. still. She can enjoy herself. Yeah. In unexpected ways. Like, there's even small bits of characterization. Like, when they uh, they wake up early and she, like, is sitting there and then just pulls her hood very tight. Yes! That's a kid thing. Yeah. Kids do that. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. And then, and then Deacon was there, and he used his asthma uh, container like a million times, and breathed into a paper bag. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, that 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 is a kid a kid kind of thing, but there's nothing else there. Yeah, there's no like character to the characterizations. Yeah. But no, um, it makes sense because so- it's yeah. a forty-year-old man. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! Um, so Fred, little Fred, and Jessica are still free and are being chased by the woodsman up the steeple. Um, and they get into like a fight up there where Fred is trying to, is slightly getting overpowered by the woodsman. Um, but little Fred comes to the rescue by pushing the steeple bell into the woodsman, causing him to fall out the window. Um, but not before he grabs hold of Jessica and starts to pull her down. But Fred manages to rescue her and gets a smooch for his efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaggy, and so so we cut back to the jail cell where Scooby is playing a harmonica and working lines on the wall with Chal. How many? Uh, how long have we been in here? Yeah, Shaggy cannot handle being in jail. Oh no, uh, he can't do time, man. You can't do hard time like five minutes. Yeah, and so he starts uh, shaking the bars, and and then because it's the bars come fifty loose. years. Of water damage? He's underwater, yeah. They just fall apart. He, just, he shakes the bars open. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, jailbreak. powerful strength. God, it's so funny. Uh, it's so good. It makes me... That joke right there makes me look forward to watching Shaggy's showdown, the film where Shaggy takes down an entire bar of bikers. Yeah! Uh, 1% of his uh, power. Yeah. So uh, the woodsmen, like, planting into the mud when they get down to the bottom, and when the rest of the gang get out, the woodsman is no longer there. Um, just as the sun comes up, and we see the top of the steeple, and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, yeah, we're gonna get the national treasure thing. Nope, the top of the steeple explodes open, <laughs> and there's a big old orb of light, and it does the Indiana Jones thing where there's a laser pointer, and it points to a spot. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this is very Mystery Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's the that's the, one of the two, um, one of the two plot holes that I was referencing earlier. Right. The fact that that had never been triggered before. Well, it was underwater. <laughs> but before it was underwater, back when he buried his treasure down there, before it was yeah sank. <laughs> yeah, I I wish it were a national treasure thing. But it wasn't. I mean, I'm fine with it not being it. It just makes it weirder um, in a way that's very reminiscent of one of my favorite Scooby-Doo shows. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, so Scooby digs up the treasure and then the fish man shows up and attacks. Okay. I want to. I, I wanted to point this out because I loved it. Scooby is like, oh, allow me and digs up the treasure and digs up a lot of dirt that goes into everyone's faces and he's kind of sheepish because they're all just kind of annoyed at him for 
splashing mm-hmm. them with dirt. It's adorable. Scooby's a prankster. Scooby's a, a good dog. He's a little joke boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the fishman shows up and attacks and like attacks Scooby, and then Shaggy's like immediately like, mm, I got a big old plank of wood here that I'm gonna break across your back. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, get him. Get him! Get him! And then the fishman grabs Shaggy, throws him into Fred. Yes. Um, and starts to go against everyone else there until the mystery machine rounds the corner and Scoopy's at the wheel again. Yeah. Um, and chases after the fishman until fishman runs through a door and then Scooby runs through the wall that the door is on and traps him under a bunch of bricks. <laughs> um, so it's time to unmask the fishman. <laughs> The woodsman. woodsman. Well, I guess we need to unmask the woodsman. Ranger, Ranger Knudsen. Um, yeah, he was all the monsters. Yep, all three of them. Yes. Uh, the store owner was a red herring. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably actually even a relative of red herring, <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> So uh, we see Babyface trying to take all the treasure, but then he gets tackled by Scooby, who's like going attack dog on him. Such a good dog. Um, And Velma gives the breakdown of, you know, everything that we've already explained, basically. Um, The other plot hole is that the Spectre was flying by zipline. Which what? um, With no visible zipline. I thought it was going to be rocket shoes. (laughs) I mean, it would have fit the whole... Like, literally, the way those shoes looked like on the Spectre, I was like, oh, it's rocket shoes. Yeah, I think they were hiking boots, because it was a hiker that got lost. Yeah. But also, Um, that would have kind of made just as much sense. Yeah. Um, So Fred's like, all right, Jessica, look, this thing between us, it's not, it can't work. You're a big moose, I'm a little moose. Yeah. Uh, um, she's like, no, I was just gonna say thanks. Thanks for saving my life. <laughs> um, and then they're like, well, you're, you're, we're at camp without a camp and you're at camp without a lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scooby, uh, Scooby, for some reason, anytime the, the, sh- uh, the ranger is there, Scooby whispers to Shaggy. I didn't. Instead of speaking aloud. Huh. Um, uh, it's, it's basically only the two times of. When he mentions that there was a building under the water, and now, mm-hmm. um, and I—that's such like a weird thing, but I also like get it. Mm-hmm. He's a talking dog. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we get the suggestion of, and we see <clears throat> that the camps have combined into Camp Little Big Moose. <laughs> um, and the like, the camp itself exists within Moose Creek, like the abandoned town of Moose Creek. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very fun. It's a very like a very fun way to do yeah. that. It's to like have that be a major part of the camp. Yeah. Um, they tell the woodsman's story again, but this time like they they are like filling in the blanks with the stuff that just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the woodsman comes out of the the woods, this time it's Scooby Dooby Boo. <laughs> Um, and we get some more decent music. The one that I said that was like, oh, walking on sunshine, but not actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, have you, have you, oh, there's a post credits. Yes. Um, so the post credits is literally two seconds long, 
we see the the smoke from the campfire come up and curl around a, a tree branch, and then it turns into the ghost of the specter. Hmm. And that's it. And I, the specter does like a spooky scare at the camera. Nice. Um, so did you, have you figured out the thing that was missing from this movie? I did not. There's no musical chase sequence. Oh my gosh, there wasn't! Nope, the the musical sequence was the montage of fun camp stuff. Um, during the chase sequences, there was no music playing. It was like, it wasn't like a chase montage with gimmicks. It was, this is an action chase scene. You know what? I thought to myself, um, at some point, especially I think it was during um, one of the Fishman scenes, where I thought, you know, these action scenes are really vicious. Because yeah, I, I, I was thinking that uh, around the time when the woodsmen attacked them at the camp yeah. and cut down like the flagpole with Shaggy and Scooby yeah. on it. Like around then I was waiting for the music to kick in and it didn't. Yeah, I'm just realizing it. Yeah. It's like, there's something about how, I want to say how the woodsmen and the fishmen are animated slash designed. The Mm -hmm. way that the woodsman hefts the axe and throws it, it's very real. Like... Like, there are multiple times where I'm like, the woodsman is trying to kill them. Literally, he is out to murder them. Yeah, like, he throws an axe at Scooby and it lands directly next to his head in the tree. Yeah. It's like, there are several moments of that, and the, um, character design of the Fishman, it's very Mm -hmm. shark-like. Like, Like, super-duper shark-like. Especially in the teeth? Or, no, not shark-like. Crocodile-like. Um, yeah, something like the spooky thing you'd see in the lake. Yes. Where... Honestly, if that thing had snapped any harder on the boots, uh, the, not the boots, the flippers that it had already yeah. snapped in its teeth, it's like, oh, they would have lost their teeth, uh, lost their feet. Feet. Yeah. It's like, it's very vicious. And now that you point out that there was no goofy chase scene, it's really stark. Yeah. I, like, I think it also wears that well. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, it's not like it's a grim, dark movie, because it definitely has its moments of levity, and it does those parts so good, too. Yes. Um, it's a good balance. Yeah, it's very good. Um, it's, it, like, so when I was looking up stuff about this, I couldn't actually find any good trivia for it, because there wasn't really much trivia to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't even many plot holes to be had, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Um, but, like, the thing they said was, like, oh, it's... It's trying to be a pastiche of Friday the thir- Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like in the sense of like there's like the creepy old man who warns them, mm-hmm. who, and then you know stuff like that, and it it kind of gets there and it, like it, but it wears those themes well. Yeah, it's got the flavorings of those uh, camp horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does the chasing where, oh my gosh, I'm actually worried for their lives kind of thing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's not. It's a Scooby-Doo movie, and it still feels like a Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, they do. A, it's, it's very good. I, this is a movie that I would recommend, mm-hmm. like, period. If, if you need to watch, like, okay, let's say you're watch, or hanging out with a younger family member, and you're, you're keeping an eye on them, or, like, you're just, you know, babysitting or something like that. You got like an that. hour and 15 minutes to kill. Yeah, or you're trying to figure out, oh, what's a what's a movie I could put on, like, so we're hanging out and watching a movie, either before or after dinner or something. This is a movie that I would say, go for mm-hmm. it. Like, if, if you don't want to watch whatever the newest release is or whatever, like, you don't want to put on Frozen 2 or something, like, you want something that's different, mm-hmm. this is, this is good. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. Speaking of... It being good. Okay, actually, hold yes. on. One last thing. This is you know what this movie is perfect what? for. Uh, if you are if you're running either like a daycare or summer camp, <laughs> yes, it's literally perfect for that. Yes. <laughs> like I can think of um, a lot of times when I, I grew up uh, doing a lot of daycare st- being in a lot of daycares. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be like, oh, we're putting on this movie that was either direct to DVD movie or a movie that came out a while ago. Yeah. That we have a copy of on VHS or something. Um, this would fit right in there with yeah. it. It's just the, the difference is, is that it's a weird one that no one would have ever picked up. Yes. Um, but so yeah, let's go rank it. How would you say this movie compares to Scooby-Doo 2002? I think it's better. For sure. Uh, let me do some calculation. Alright. Um, how do you think this movie compares to Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase? I do think it's better. I think it's better, for sure. Uh, how do you think this movie compares to Sc- Chill Out Scooby-Doo? I think it's better. I I think it's better. Yeah. For sure. No no question about it. I, I like... Th- okay. I love uh, Chillman. Del Chillman's good. Yeah. But um, I love but the side the- characters in this a little bit more. Like, not only do I like the side characters in this, I love the interactions with the side yeah. characters in this. Like, Del Chillman was fun, and he interacted well with, like, Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah. But he doesn't really interact with anyone else. Yeah. This had a person for everyone, it feels like. Kind of. Yeah, and, like, the ones that needed it. Like, yeah. Daphne didn't need a kid to have a side story with, because her side story was involving... Jessica. Like, helping Fred and dealing with Jessica. Yeah. Um, in like a weird way that also didn't even come up. She was like more like just poking fun with Velma the whole yeah. time. <laughs> like she was just there to hang out. Yeah. Um. So how would you say this movie compares to Scooby Doo and the Goblin King? <sighs> okay, here's the thing. Goblin King is great, but it yes. is a great Shaggy and Scooby movie. Yeah, it is not a great gang movie Uh and this one i I get honestly is a great gang movie here's 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 where i'm at yeah um goblin king wanted me to like read some fun fanfic Uh this move this movie made me want like actual more stuff in this setting i want more i want more yes it's like that it's literally like the um that chumbawamba song i want more (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, so definitely, I would say better than Goblin King. Uh, how does this movie compare to The Witch's Ghost? 
I want to say it's better. Hey, guess what? I'm totally fine with yes! that. Yes. <laughs> like you know, like this like when we went into this, I was like, I'm per- like I was looking at the things. And I'm like, what are the things that I can say for sure this thing is better than? I was at chill out Scooby Doo is sort of like with the thing that I would say for sure without a doubt I would say it's better than yeah. That. Um, and I was prepared to say it was better than Scoob. Mm-hmm. The moment you suggested it was better than Goblin King for those reasons, I was like, you're yep. right, you're totally right, it is better. Yeah. Um, I just have yeah. s- I, this is such a fun movie. It's so good. Uh, I love it so much. Yeah. And it's like, uh, and hey, you know what the best part about what? it is? It's not racist. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Looking at you, that last movie. Uh, yeah, I see it. I see you highlighting that on our list. Uh, actually, you have that one. Highlighted. Oh, do I? <laughs> oh, that was an accident. <laughs> I thought you were. T- <laughs> That's funny. That's the other one you have highlighted. Oops. <laughs> uh. I forgot I was that color. Uh, oh. So yeah, um, so your new number one movie, Scooby Doo Camp Scare. Uh, let me run through the list real quick. Uh, from the bottom to the top, we have Monster of Mexico, Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, Scooby Doo meets the Blue Brothers, Scooby Goes Hollywood, Scooby Doo and Arabian Nights, Samurai Sword, Alien Invaders, Loch Ness Monster, Legend of the Vampire. Aloha, Scooby-Doo, WrestleMania, Mystery Zombie Island, Music of the Vampire, Scooby Doo 2002, Mask of the Blue Falcon, Pirates Ahoy, Moon Monster Madness. Ghoul School, Sonic the Hedgehog to the... Sorry, I'm not wearing my glasses, so it's starting to blend in when I'm looking. Uh-huh. Like, when I said, um, Mood Monster Madness, for some reason I thought one of those words was wrestling, and one of the other words was whom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020, Scooby-Doo the Mystery Begins, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Cyber Chase, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, Where's My Mummy, Chill Out, Scooby-Doo, Scoob, Goblin King, Witch's Ghost, and your new number one. Scooby-Doo champion, Camp Scare. Heck yeah. I am now super curious about the other movie that we have not yet done. Yeah, um, we actually, we have uh, a few things on here. I need to actually add some more stuff to our list. Mm. We're we're coming up to the end of the stuff I have scheduled. (laughs) I think um, after next month, we're going to take another off month and then get some more guests in. Because I have a couple of guests here lined up. Um, Especially for one of those. Mm. I'm going to highlight that one. I'm very excited for that one. Um, That may be just, that may not be as high as this, obviously. But it's it's a good one. Yes! I was looking forward to that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Uh, uh, If you want to hang out with the show you can find us on twitter at kids and their dog on twitter we also have a discord channel now that's open uh this link should be on the twitter if for some reason you can't find it just message me or the show i can hook you up it's no problem it's open to anyone whether you've been on the show or not i think we even have people in our discord server who haven't listened to the show mm-hmm. it's just a fun hangout spot mm-hmm. really uh, we got an entire channel dedicated to suggesting kids and their dog too. Yeah, I have a a channel here that hasn't been used yet for playing Werewolf, um, <laughs> the game, but in like the forum style where it's play by post. <laughs> um, I might make people start using that soon if people are up to it. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. I'm I'm glad I set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody should come hang out. Uh, you can also um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash kissingtheirdog. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel for reasons that I've really mentioned at the start of the podcast. If you have money that you want to send to people, instead of sending it to us, send it to places that could really use mm-hmm. it um, and could use your support. We're, I don't know about lava, but honestly, I'm a little, I'm, I'm kind of fine right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to do something for us, because... With everything else I had to talk about today, I did not mention that it is, it's not the show's birthday month, but it's our birthday month. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to do us a fun thing, uh, maybe leave us a rating and review or tell your friend or something. Mm-hmm. I don't ever really talk about it in my shows because I don't, I'm not, <laughs> for the, I'm really just making the show for the people who do listen mm-hmm. to it. I don't necessarily care too much about how it's received, as long as I know that people like it. Which I'm pretty well aware that the people who listen to this show like this show. Okay. Um, or else, you know, we wouldn't have as many questions as we do. Honestly, I'm just here to have fun with you, Cass. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good time. Yeah. Like, I never would have known that Scooby-Doo Camp Scare would be one of our top Scooby-Doo movies if I wasn't doing this no show. No one could have guessed it. I don't think anyone could have no. guessed it. Honestly, I th- most of the... Uh, top movies in our list I never would have known. Goblin King? That came out of nowhere. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna... Sorry, I'm not gonna do this on the the Twitter account for the show, but I am gonna go on my personal Twitter and I'm gonna ask where people think we would have put this movie. (laughs) I'm super curious. And I'll keep you updated if we get answers. (laughs) Um, Just out of curiosity, where... Do you think we would have ranked Scooby-Doo Camp Scare on Cat-D? If anyone who follows me doesn't know what Cat-D is at this point, I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's fine, whatever. Um, speaking of my personal Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Um, right now I'm tweeting about the Nuzlocke I'm doing of Pokemon Crystal Clear. I'll probably start tweeting about Fortnite again. Sometime I've been tweeting about Yu-Gi-Oh. Hey, here's a fun fact, Lava. I've almost binged all of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX oh at this point. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm just about to finish season two. Goodness. It's going to be bad when I get done with season three because season four is only subtitled. It has not, it has not been dubbed, mm. which is going to be hard. But I hear it gets wild. <laughs> um, hot take. I think Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is better than regular Yu-Gi-Oh! I will fight you <laughs> in the streets if you want to argue about it, but you don't need to argue about it. <laughs> um, other stuff I do. I do Precure Podcast Engage with Charlie over at Prepod Engage on Twitter. Um, we talk about the entire Pretty Cure franchise. Um, only we haven't really been doing that lately. Lately, we've talked about Ben 10, and we did an episode on Kathy, the the you know the newspaper comic Kathy. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh my god. We talked. So the funny thing about that is we started like during the beginning of one um, episode. I just said "ack" because I've been saying "ack" a lot lately. Oh, 
As like an exclamation? Yeah. As like a, oh no. Right. Uh, like a act. Yeah, that's a Kathy thing, isn't like, it? Yeah, I, I was, I, then I was like, I need to get a picture of Kathy saying act so I can send it as a joke. Um, and then I saw a picture of Kathy that I finally figured out well, what it is that's going on, but I thought it was that Kathy had fangs. Oh, I think there, I there, know exactly what you're talking about. But actually, it's she's like biting her lower lip. Yeah. Um, but I still think it's funnier if she has fangs. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and then like Tanner, Tanner basically subtweeted us about it in like a fun way. Like a, um, I kind of want to hear more. Pe- I want to hear a podcast about people talking about Kathy. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, guess what, buddy? <laughs> you're gonna get. It. Oh gosh. <laughs> Um, and we didn't even spend the whole time talking about Kathy. We just did Kathy and then some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. Yeah, Kathy might be all right. <laughs> um, anyways, the other stuff I do is um, uh, at RNGG Cast. It's the podcast RNGG that I do with my good friend Crash, where we randomly generate a game idea, like just like genre and topic, or just the topic, or here's a bonus challenge on top of a genre or something like that. In addition to some bonus objectives that we come up on the fly, um, and we we pitch a game idea off of it. Um, some of the good ones have been... Oh, let me see if I can pull a good one off the top of my head. I mean, they're all good. Um, but I think my favorite one has been... One of my favorites is Sega Superstar Tactics colon Dream Space Cast. <laughs> um, which is a tactics game based off of the Sonic and Sega All-Stars racing games. <laughs> Um, which we got from solely the um, the topic of car tactics. <laughs> uh, at the time of recording, the next episode is going to be on Fashion Soulsborne, and I am still trying to like where I'm treading water right now, trying to think of an idea. <laughs> um, but it's it's good, and I recommend people go take a listen to that as well. Um, and that's everything for me, Lava. How about you? You can find me on Twitter at LavaBees, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. I don't do much. I am a platypus. Maybe we'll do another stream again soon. Yeah. Those are fun. Um, or, you know what? No, what we really need to do is have another movie night. Soon. Oh, yeah. That was fun. We got to do, do Kim Possible live action. Heck, yeah. That's another reason you should go hang out on the kids and their dog Discord. Is sometimes I do a movie night. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's that about that. Um. Do we have anything else? Oh, another fun thing that's coming out this month. Um. That I'm in is uh, Apex City is doing. Apex City is a uh, actual play podcast about the masks a new generation game which is a powered by the apocalypse role-playing game about teen superheroes Mm -hmm. um they are currently doing a year-long special event called hindsight um because hindsight 2020 um and there's like a new episode of it every month but like also the regular show is very good um like the regular episodes of the show are very good um but for the month of june as well as July and August, the episodes that will be coming out for the Hindsight event, I am in. Ooh. I play a superhero who doesn't really have any superpowers. <laughs> um, but I am in space, and I do have a sword, nice. and a shield, and cool armor. Heck yeah. 
Um, so go listen to that. Enjoy the shows. Um, and y'all stay safe out there for real. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to just tell you what we're doing next month because we're having a guest on and they have a gimmick on their show or instead of saying what they're doing they give a hint. So I'm just going to give a hint this time. <laughs> um, so next month we will be watching a more recent live action Scooby-Doo film. Um, dun dun dun. But until then, un- until then, they would have gotten away with it it's too. It's for us meddling kids. It's my body, just like a laser gun. I'm getting set to party, 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 everyone. Freak out the shades and lotion. Shake off the wind or blues. Get on your jet ski, cause you know it's time to cruise. It's the summertime. Uh, everybody loves summertime. Yeah. It's the summer. Summertime Yeah, it's the summer